I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Dear Mr. White Man, I wish you understood what the world is really like when you're living in the hood. Just become a pants sack and doesn't mean I'm up to no good. You should try to get to know me. I really wish you would. Now my chains are gold, but I'm still misunderstood. I'm just a white man. <laughs> hey welcome to the black guy with tips podcast your host rod and karen and we are in the apartment for another show um this is uh of course the sunday morning show so all the atheists you're welcome um you (laughs) you have things to do um and all the people that are just bored of church um and you guys should be familiar with the voice you just heard whether it's from um keith and a girl or actually man if you just put i don't know how many people know this if you just put victor varnado into itunes um there are so many podcasts this dude's been on so you guys should go uh check them all out um that's what i did to do my research the first time i was on the show (laughs) um but uh yeah it's victor varnado man uh comedian and uh like director and writer and uh, apparently graphic novel creator uh what's up man yes he's he's done it all that's up. i'm trying to i'm trying to learn i i I decided a year and a half ago that i was never going to work for anybody else really so i was just going to do my own shit and so then i said if i'm really going to do that then I really need to train myself to be the best artist in all areas that I can be. So I've just been like, just doing stuff. Mm, yeah. I saw you do, uh, what is it? Saturday is mandatory art day. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Sunday. That's Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Was, yeah. Where I, I was behind in my graphic novel class. So I spent all day just like drawing and creating stuff. Uh, how did it turn out, man? Uh, pretty cool. I mean, we're the, in the class. I was supposed to make a mini comic, like eight pages. Mm-hmm. And so, I, well, one second. If you guys are on, you guys are on Spreecast, you can see like one of the pages I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, they put monsters eating little kids. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I like that, man. Um, it's like cartoony and happy, but it's also very fucking disturbing that those monsters are eating those little kids. So yeah, that was the idea. Uh, my, <laughs> my teacher, my teacher didn't like the shit that I drew a lot because uh, in class I drew this, I drew this uh, comic where two dudes are standing next to each other on the bus stop, and then one guy leans over to the other guy and goes, hey, man, your dick smells delicious. And then she didn't... <laughs> <think that was laughs> cool. but, but it is hilarious and original, man. I don't know why I'm trying to hold everybody back, man. Um, but that, So are you planning on doing anything with your graphic novel skills that you've acquired now? Are you going to uh, try to create your own series or your own graphic novel, anything like that? Um. In two ways. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm more of a writer than an artist, so mm-hmm. I'm, I am doing stuff with some other artists, like developing uh, original original comic books. But also, as an artist, I'm doing a, a an exhibit coming up in July, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I'm calling it Draw Your Own Adventure. It's basically an exhibit where they'll, they'll have 16 jumbo-sized comic book pages, mm-hmm. and then at the bottom of each of the comic book pages is, like, choose your own adventure tile, style uh choices and then the choices will lead you to a different part of the exhibit so you can like follow the story by uh, uh, walking around. that's cool man and uh it gives people some exercise too you know <laughs> yeah. although i do kind of wonder if there's gonna be someone like me when i used to read those books where i kind of like keep my thumb on the one page to see if i can like go back to that choice if i fuck up 
So I wonder if you're going to have people like dashing around it like, no, don't go to Hall H. That's that's terrible. Your man dies. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Like I was doing some practice versions of it just to see like how it worked out. And when I showed it to people, there were people who would just basically just read through the whole thing straight through and not even go over the choices because they cheat. People yeah. cheat. Yeah, I used to cheat like shit in those, man. Like, cause, cause choose your own adventure was, uh, I don't know, uh, for a person like me that's kind of like a perfectionist with my, um, like my hero storylines and stuff. I want everybody, I just want to be the best and always win. Um, it would be like, yeah, turn to page 60. You got your hand cut off. And I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) Back to page 45. Let's figure this out again. Um, so yeah. Uh, the other thing, man, I I went on, uh, victorvarnado.com. You know, you guys can all find him there and uh, on Twitter. He's at Varnado. Um, first of all, uh, you got a podcast now, man. Um, Utopia. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, um, what, what exactly is that, man? What's, what's going on with, uh, Utopia? What's it about? Uh, Utopia is just kind of like a diary of like the last couple of weeks all the time. Basically, I just carry around the recorder in my pocket. And anytime something is interesting, I'm like, hey, can I record this for my podcast? And so I just pull it out. I wanted to do something that was kind of casual and like different from other podcasts I heard. Because like tons of podcasts are pretty much straight up like sit down in front of a microphone interview podcast. And then I was, I wanted to just do something that was just like weird and different. And so. Uh, there's been some weird shit on the podcast, so it's cool. That, that is very, it is very different, man, uh, and, and very weird. I didn't get it at first either, but now that you've explained it, I, I feel like I can, I have an understanding of what I heard, cause I just thought it was, <laughs> I was like, what, did time skip? What, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a weird, just like weird, like in and out of weird conversations. That's all it is. And um, also, I saw on there that uh, last night you were uh, part of a rap comedy battle. Um, uh, yeah, a a rap battle. I do a, I do a monthly rap battle called the Beatdown, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's usually like a mixture of some people who actually can rap and people who can't rap, and then they all just go against each other. It's kind of funny because like. People who can rap are often beat because the audience likes somebody who can't rap but tries. Oh. <laughs> we, had, oh, we had like a 60-year-old woman win once because she was just she was just trying, and then so the audience just loved her. <laughs> so it's like the old, uh, for those who used to watch Showtime with the Apollo, it's like the person that comes in and sings like the Negro spiritual or the church song. Yeah. Or the hard. children where you're like, yeah, you can't boo them. It's hard to exactly. boo them out. Yeah, it's exactly like that where people just get up and they just like are terrible at rapping, but they're just really trying their hardest, and the audience just goes for it. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's like like dudes like I got seven, I got seven albums in a record deal. It's like get the fuck off the stage. I know, and actually, we had some people who are actual. We had some people who like did rap for like a living, and then they were pissed (laughs) off when they lose because they're used to regular rap battles where it's just skill and it's it. And this is just like also just charm, and so <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about too, um, like, uh, wait, do you? I forgot to ask. Do you participate in the battle, or do you just host it? I host it, but I have participated in the battle quite a bit. Depending, like, if we have 
if we have some, like we have not enough people for the show, like we can't book all the spots, mm. then we will often, I will often like jump in and just be like the house rapper. But it's, but when I'm the house rapper, I always lose anyway because I just go really, really hardcore mean on everybody, and then <laughs> I just get like a boot. Oh That's shit! On purpose, but um, what before I hosted the show, I used to be a part of the show. I, I would be in it all the time, and I won quite a few times, but I also lost a few times. So there you go okay all right what determines do you win the audience or what yeah it's just audience applause okay yeah i think if i hosted it i would win all the time because i just like (laughs) all right man you're not invited back get the fuck out um (laughs) uh and all right like people wouldn't find their coats in the coat room and shit like that uh what exactly is tell your friends uh tell your friends uh the concert film is a uh it's it's a look back at um Kind of like the alternative comedy scene in New York, like how people like uh, created a bunch of stand-up comedy shows and bars. Um, and then at the same time, it's also cut between a concert um, with like a lot of up-and-coming people in the alternative comedy world, so to speak. Like Reggie Watts and Kristen Schaal and uh, Christian Finnegan. And so it's like a concert film, but then also it's just interviews with like a bunch of people in that world, like Mark Maron and Jenny Garofalo and so forth and so on. Okay, so it's kind of like some inside ballpark shit for comedians, or well, no, it's a, it's a it's a comedy concert, so it's funny. But then there's also like there's also like interviews with people. It's actually on uh, on Hulu right now. People can watch it for free. Oh well, let me write that a whole down. movie, a whole free movie, everybody. Exactly. Go check out. Um, so make sure you guys check I directed that, out. that shit. <laughs> I directed it. <laughs> Directing shit. Um. So, all right. The other thing too, I saw that you uh, went on a Craigslist date, man. What was up with that? <laughs> yeah. So here's what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Okay. So I was I was uh, fucking around in like if I on Netflix. You know, how Netflix, you get kind of lost in like just watching random shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there's this movie on Netflix called Craigslist Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Craigslist Joe, this guy. Named Joe, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live off of Craigslist for a month, and he's just like, he ditches his real phone and just like uses Craigslist ads to like find places to sleep and jobs and shit like that, and he travels around the city in cars with people. He does it for a whole month, okay? And he's so and Craigslist Joe for the record is a white dude, right? Craigslist Joe is a white dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. of course. I kind of want to see like a same the same exact documentary, but just with a brother. And all the time when he shows up, people are like, ooh, uh, yeah, about that job, man. Uh, we, do you know what the position got filled? Um, crazy. It's crazy, Joe. But, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Victor. I believe, I believe that would, uh, that would be a different. <laughs> I need a ride, man. Y'all, y'all, you said I could get a ride across town. Yeah, man. That, you know, man, yeah. like, I, I gotta go. My mom is sick and I gotta go pick her yeah, up. Yeah, that'd, so. that'd be called Craig ain't got no list. <laughs> you got them right. shoes give yourself a ride yeah. uh, I, I so yeah so he he did all this shit and i was like oh that's funny i should i should do something on craigslist so i wrote a craigslist ad mm-hmm. and my craigslist ad was all like like uh basically i like video games if you don't like video games you need to keep stepping just stuff like that just like all the stuff that i actually want ah! right and then without within an within an hour and a half this girl like emailed me back and she had a really funny response. And so I emailed her back and forth. And, uh, then we went out on a Craigslist on a date. Oh, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. 
it was not it was not a love connection, but she was um, cool. It was, it was it was nice to meet her. Also, she was freaky, which is good, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like um, I feel like if you really put your real self out there and somebody responds to it um especially if they respond really fast that's a pretty good ratio that like you're either gonna get along really well or that person is insane so yeah it, you know. it was both it's both mm. <laughs> hey well you still got at least one kidney right you only need one of those things to... <laughs> i got all my parts yeah <laughs> you wake, wake, wake up in a bathtub full of uh ice or something um <laughs> but yeah man so uh do you, now the other thing too man because you talk about your dating life all the time do you um often go to the internet to uh find these chicks today do you like meeting them up front like how does that work man you know what i've actually only been on three dates because of the internet ever mm. one was on craigslist which was that thing i did just recently and two have been through facebook where people um people respond to my facebook post or whatever and then i like respond back and then we ended up hanging out uh one girl one girl was really fun because when I met her, we actually uh, decided to meet in New Orleans uh, because she was helping to rebuild houses out there. Oh. And, uh, yeah. And so I went out to New Orleans and we, we hung out for like two days and it was a blast. It was a really a lot of fun. And uh, another girl that I met, actually, I thought she was somebody else. I thought she was this girl that I met at a party mm. and it wasn't that girl. <laughs> and so, but then we, uh, we, we actually ended up meeting in a bar and then I was like, Oh, you're not the girl I thought you were. She was like, <laughs> I, she's like, I thought you knew that I didn't know you. And I was like, I didn't know, but then we hung out anyway and it was really fun. <laughs> so do you, um, did you build any houses when you went to New Orleans? I did not build a house from scratch, but I helped a little bit for okay. the days I was there. Okay. I, I th- Cause I feel like I, that would not be a good date for me to really? build a house yeah i feel like i would just go out there and be like i came for the pussy not the rebuild <laughs> i don't want to rebuild this city that has nothing to do with me i didn't break this shit um but uh that's you're a good dude victor for uh going out there and helping some uh people get back in the housing um uh, situation yes, he did. you're not down to help your community unless it's your dick i understand mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> very very selfish <laughs> Um, Victor, you asked a question about black superheroes. Could you frame that for people that are not on Twitter and explain the responses that you got? Yeah, I was just like, hey, name a black superhero. Because I'm actually working on a comic with a black superhero in it. And then I was like, name a black superhero that is, uh, first of all, he's not, they're not from Africa. They do not have, uh, they're not from Africa or the hood. And they don't have like electrical weather powers. Mm. Uh, and I was like, name a black superhero. And then uh, people have been naming. A lot of people name a lot of people, and they just don't even know their history. Right. I saw so, that. Like, because yeah. I re- I retweeted Victor this morning, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people started responding to it. You know, with list and list of black superheroes. And some of the people on the list, like, it made me mad as a nerd that these people don't know that these motherfuckers come from the hood exactly. or African also, shit. I, I found out recently, because I've been researching a lot of black heroes, I found out recently, like, um, a lot of them do cover the hood. But then also in especially DC comics, code for the hood is from Detroit. There's been so many of these heroes who are like, so-and-so grew up in Detroit. And then it's like, and his brother was in a gang. And, right. But it's like oh. a lot of people like Detroit is code. <laughs> yeah. The people that immediately um, get uh, that I got kind of upset about were um, someone said Luke Cage. 
Oh yeah, Luke Cage. Luke Cage is pretty much entirely composed of the hood. Like there's yes. nothing about him <laughs> that is not the hood. His outfit as a superhero has gold chains on it. <laughs> Luke Cage is a hood. There was somebody said John Stewart, Green Lantern. He is actually he is actually depicted in the hood in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Like he goes back to his neighborhood and it's like straight up just like there was uh also uh people were saying um bishop and his uh sister shard who uh-huh. come but they come from uh like apocalyptic future where everything is good like exactly yeah. i don't like what are we what are we doing here people <laughs> come on man a lot of these people from the hood uh gateway is from like australia or some shit man but i don't even know that he's black he's like an aborigine <laughs> or some shit man <laughs> I just I feel like people just start naming people, man. I, I think the only correct answer to this question is uh Hancock. Um because Hancock. uh that that lesson wasn't about being from the hood, it was about stay away from white women. So Oh well, uh, I, Icon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Icon. I, yeah, Icon is from another planet. Yeah. He's basically like a Superman clone. So that's that's cool. And uh I think uh well all the dudes that were invented, um uh by by that by that same dude like uh i know uh even though static shock was from the hood he had yeah. like his father in the house and it's like a middle like kind of a little bit of a middle class vibe to his story yeah. um static that, shock was from the hood and had electrical powers oh <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah had electrical power oh the cyborg count as electrical powers because like he can do well, shit with computers sonic He's sonic power. He's not really electrical. Cyborg doesn't. He's not from the hood, though, right? He's nah. like he actually grew up as a middle class, right? Yeah, his dad's like a fucking scientist who didn't give right, a fuck right, about right. him and shit. So, so he 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 counts. He fits the criteria. He's like a black superhero, not from the hood, and he doesn't have electrical power. Actually, I should also say voodoo powers. A lot of people have voodoo powers too, mm. like black black superheroes. I like brought up brother, brother Voodoo, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to disqualify Voodoo powers." I think I would like to see a comic book where there's a black superhero, and we don't go into his origin right away. So it seems like he's from the hood and shit, and then like halfway through the read, we find out that he's just faking and shit. You know, like it's like, "Hey man, you ain't from the hood. You grew up he's middle class." Pretending to be street. That's actually right. pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wait a minute, Luke Cage, We're, you're not from around here. Um, that would be nice. Um, the other thing too, uh, I was going to say is, uh, when you're talking about dating, have you ever thought about going to like blackpeoplemeet.com? Cause I feel like as an albino, you could really like shake shit up over there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fool a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, show up and shit and then just be like, no, I'm black. And then just have people's like perceptions Reaction. be changed and like right now, just watch their faces like, mm hmm. You assume. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's very hard for me on dating sites because I've never really taken them too seriously. And so it's, it's kind of tough. Like I've, I've, I actually have, I actually have, um, on a profiles on a couple of dating sites, but then I never, like, whenever anybody responds to me, I always like make jokes at them and it really turns people off. I can't help it. I just, uh, don't know, I just, I'm just terrible at it. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. I, I'm not good with people a lot of times because. <laughs> Like, people are so trollable, you know what I mean? I don't think they mean to be, but some of the things people say, just like, oh, this would be a funny response to that, and I try to, like... Exactly. <laughs> you know, I try to head off the funny response at the past, like, in my brain, I'm like, no, 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 and then typically it's <laughs> That's too already much. out your fingers. Right. It's like, oh, like, 
you shouldn't have called her that you know whatever <laughs> um all right man well uh first of all it's good to have you back man we have some actual podcasting to do, you know um last time you were here you co-won an award um yes you did, and, uh, I did? I, yeah i gotta yes. get your i gotta get your address and mail it to you um you won in our first ever uh tippy awards mm-hmm. um you you won a uh co-won award with karen for the elmo impression. impressions that you guys did <laughs> we won dog yeah and somehow i didn't win a single award uh but i'm not bitter or anything Yo, karen know? swept the house more props to you guys more props to you karen won three uh but who's counting? Uh-huh. who's counting? nice um so yeah i'll make sure to uh mail that to you man um so uh this is the blackout tips podcast you can find us at the blackout com. And uh, while you're there, do a bunch of shit. We have polls for every episode. We have, uh, you can subscribe, you can leave comments, stuff like that. Um, you can donate to the show, man. Uh, we appreciate everybody that does that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the contact information is in the about section of the show. This show is also sponsored. That's right. We're getting paid for this shit. Um, today's podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions and their audio plays packs. That's right. They have Four different audio plays you can get in a pack for $2. There's two different sets, both for the same low price of $2. Uh, check them out, shadowdollproductions.com slash apac.html. Go check out their newly designed site. It looks great. And um, it also supports us, and we are in some of these audio plays, so uh, you might want to check that out. Yes, we are. Uh, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, last night, Floyd Mayweather whooped some dude's ass. Yes, he did. Again. I didn't even see the fight, but I'm not <laughs> paying $79 for... Uh, to see the fight when it, people live tweeted it anyway. And then, I don't know if you've seen, but he took like a pic of him and 50 Cent mm-hmm. with like 50 Cent's arms stretched out. And he had like tons of money like up and down his arms. Well, they are the money team, Karen. So. Yeah, they <laughs> is, they is the money team. And it sounded like Floyd like won hands down. And the dude that lost dad was like, my son didn't lose. They was like, mm. um, you didn't watch the same fight we watched, dog. Your, your son lost that fight. Yeah, I'm I'm done watching that dude box, man. Like, until he fights somebody that I think he could, like, possibly lose to, I don't want to watch any, or somebody I hate. Like, if he fought Manny Pacquiao, I will watch that because people that like Manny Pacquiao, I, I don't like them. So, I will watch that fight just so I could taunt people. But he's too yeah. fucking good. Like, he's he's Superman good, where it becomes boring because they're too good. At the end of the fight, did he look untouched? That's the thing. Yeah, that's how he always looks. <laughs> he always looks like that. I haven't even seen the fight. I guarantee he looked absolutely fine. Nothing swollen. Yeah. You know, he looks like he can go straight to the club out, out of the ring without yeah. any problems. He looked like, I just bench pressed 200 pounds for an hour and that's the fight. Yeah, and he <laughs> and he's never going to uh, get hit and then he doesn't knock people out normally. So it's like the worst of both worlds. The only reason that people like really uh want to see him fight or whatever is uh because he talks the most shit in the world yep, and they and, won't see him lose yeah and, I, and, they, and it makes you hate him because he just like hate me and then people are like i'm gonna watch you get knocked out he's like nope i'm still too fast so and then he backs it up he talks the most shit and he backs it up yeah walks out untouched and embarrasses everybody yeah it's crazy man <laughs> 
it's crazy only time i really like watching this fights is if i'm in a room full of white people because white people they be mad they, they, they hate floyd mayweather i don't know <laughs> what it is about that dude but yeah it's like all of a sudden you see the makes and dixie line you be like oh lord what's going on here do i need to leave everybody's mad yeah well you know the relationship between the mason dixon needs some fixing karen um <laughs> so speaking of uh racial relationships man um i was on twitter the other day or yesterday and this dude was saying that um black people need to stop trying to claim dominicans okay they're not <laughs> they're not black so you know how it is when we all sit around at the, the yearly black meeting oh lord and we had that vote you know and everybody goes uh puerto ricans dominicans are we gonna claim them again this year and you know uh, they come up three votes yeah it gets closer and closer but you know we always elect to pick you know the black dominicans and the black puerto ricans and they get in um and so i went through his twitter page because i was just i saw this and i was just like really black people try to claim dominicans i, I don't know the rules or not know the rules on that Me and either. I, I checked his page and i scrolled down and like four of his tweets start with stuff like niggas gonna be wearing jordans this year and stuff like that <laughs> and i was like if you don't want to be included stop saying nigga because that is a term of inclusion <laughs> absolutely i i think that we claim anybody who's ever been called nigga every mm-hmm. any because if you have dark skin, you have indefinitely been called the n-word at one point or another so we should claim everybody under our protective umbrella yeah yeah everybody joke about the brown paper bag test but that's a real test it's like hey if we can measure you up to this you in that group yeah exactly. I, if he gets pulled over at 2 a.m speeding in south carolina <laughs> what are they the gonna truth. they're not gonna say dominican get out the car they're gonna call him a nigga that's just that's the rule i'm sorry that's, but that's what he look like that's right if you ever get pulled over by the cops and you innately have that fear of being kicked having your ass kicked then you're black ain't yeah. that the truth that's how it works man we if didn't your make... heart skips a few beats and you know you can't jump out and cuss the cop out yeah, exactly. cuss cop out like crazy dude they don't know shit <laughs> that's one of the benefits yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I also saw that uh, stop and frisk. Uh, th- there were uh, somebody was defending it as uh, saying that black people don't get pulled over, uh, get stop and frisk enough in New York. I think enough? Was, uh, yeah, I think it was. I think his name is like Ray Kelly or something like that. Was uh, the guy who said that? And Are he's you like, serious? Hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah, African Americans are understop. NYPD Commissioner Ray Kelly defends stop and frisk um and i was thinking you know i wonder if victor is just like cool because he, he doesn't get stopped and frisked yeah i never i never get stopped and frisked to be honest i've never ever been called nigger in my life nobody has ever called me that what and the thing is they well other than other black people more oh, okay out, but I like say. nobody angrily Mm. Okay. angrily yes, has ever yes. said that because even when people know that i'm black they don't relate it to my skin color when they're angry <laughs> yeah because you don't look the part per se exactly I, so people just never have never like angrily just like shout that shit out i wonder if they think that it wouldn't hurt you because i think when people get mad they say the thing that they feel like would hurt you the most mm-hmm. And that you might give out a vibe that this wouldn't even hurt me, so they don't they don't go there in their brain to be like, oh, good, I finally can call Victor a nigga, and he'll be upset. And it's like, oh, well, they never make that process that leap in their brain. Yeah, it's not even 
It's not even, I think it's just like a knee-jerk reaction based on skin color. Like when someone like has that rage inside of them and they see a, a certain skin color, then they'll, they'll yell out, they'll yell nigga. And so I think that's just what it's related to it because my skin is lighter than that. They mm. don't have that same like automatic reaction. Do you kind of want it to happen though? Like just once so you can say, see what it feels like? Um, I think. You know what? I don't even. No, I don't crave it. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you, sir. I'm just wondering. It's kind of like how white people want to say the n word. You know, I'm just wondering if maybe it's like, you know, it's like a shared experience you can have with the rest of us and stuff. And be like, oh yeah, that's happened to me too. I think when I was younger, I was more concerned about whether or not I was getting a proper black experience growing up. <laughs> but like nowadays, it's just like I am what I am. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Yes, sir. And the rest of us look at you like the chosen one. Like he made it, y'all. He's still, uh, if I have to prove I'm black, I'll just drop my pants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, guys? Oh, the Ow. whole the yes. whole room will get black. <laughs> um, the best of both worlds, he is. <laughs> right, Daywalker. Um, uh, so um, the other thing last night, uh, we get we actually it was yesterday afternoon. We went uh eight, you know, I worked out in the morning and stuff. Went eight, did show all this stuff. We come home and it's like I don't know three, two o'clock, and um, I go take a nap. And, uh, when I woke up, I thought it was 7 a.m. instead of 7 p.m. That was hilarious. So I, I went to the living room and started doing show prep. I went and researched all the stuff for, on Victor. Um, <laughs> I was, I was like watching his videos and shit. Um, and, uh, I, and this is like, uh, I, I, I didn't have the TV on like regular TV. I put the TV on Battlestar Galactica. And that's on probably what messed you up. Cause I, you know, so I had no bearing of the time. Like I think if I would have put it on the TV, live TV, I'd be like, "Oh, oh wait a minute, games on." <laughs> yeah, why is the NBA on at eight o'clock in the morning, right? Um, so I, I, it gets to about like nine thirty at night. You know, I've just been looking at my laptop and Battlestar Galactica going in the background, and I go to Karen. I'm like, "All right, Karen, I gotta go start playing some music for the audience." Um. I'll, I'll i'll get the camera going live and uh you know just let me know when you get in there uh i'll, I'll see if uh victor's on and then karen's like what <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what was going on i was like we're doing two shows in a night i was like he didn't tell me we was recording with somebody else i'm lost yeah i, I being dark outside didn't fade didn't like help nothing like i don't know what the fuck was wrong with my brain i was just like looking at her like yes the show 10 o'clock duh and i was looking at him like at night nigga at night yeah um and she's like a nap nap veteran like she's the, the queen of napping i'm I'm still a rookie i'm not yeah he, used to these naps yeah so the nap like really screwed up his time frame like he literally thought he slept longer than he did but here's what time did you go to sleep like maybe two in the afternoon three in the afternoon and woke up at like seven at, at night and i felt like it was seven in the morning i felt completely refreshed <laughs> yes like I, everything was like I even was kind of hungry, so I was like, "Yeah, must have slept all night." You know, give me some cereal. Um, and so I, uh, well, you know, when I figured out that I thought it was the wrong time, you must have felt like a time traveler. Yes. Ah, what year is this? It felt like a, but it felt good. It felt like I had a chance to go back and change everything. <laughs> yes. For the last twelve hours, I like not even that I had fucked up, but it was just like instead of being like. Uh, kind of prepared for this interview. I was super prepared now. I was like, <laughs> I was 13 hours over prepared for the interview. Like, I got all the show notes and shit done 
a day in advance or uh, 12 hours in advance man i was so working hard for you sir yeah it's like when superman made the earth spin backwards and that shit somehow made time go back even <laughs> though that makes no fucking actual sense it would have just killed everybody but um anyway yeah that's how i felt um another thing that happened to i've been watching um fix my life have you ever heard of the show victor no what is fix my life all right it comes on oprah's tv channel ayana van zans what's the channel now it used to be owned but what is it now is it Um, it own it's own right i think it's own man own yeah oprah winfrey network there you go all right she owned that shit yes she does and Um, own the people on the station and uh, it has this lady, Ayanla Van Sands, and she, like, talks to people and fixes their lives like they have issues. And uh, the one I was watching, it was six African-American blogger women who came together to prove that bloggers can get along. So they started their own blog site. And, of course, they fell out with each other immediately. <laughs> immediately, man. Like, they were, like, it was, like, I feel like. People should never do something to be a symbol for some shit because, like, you have to let your work be your message, right? Like, I would never go around being like, I'm a relationship expert. Look at my marriage. It's flawless because what if something happens? Like, that's the truth. Now I'm a symbol for the shit can't work, right? So why would you do that? Just be you and then the work will like the lessons will be a byproduct of a life well lived right how dare you talk shit about keith and the girl like that (laughs) (laughs) i I, I bought that book i want my money back keith that's bullshit i need all uh i need all my money back um uh but the lessons were good the lessons were good yes Um, i like the lessons but but yeah basically um i wonder though if like you know six people coming together like we're gonna be women that get together and falling out like they they went and started their site again i feel like they should not be allowed to go back and do that shit anymore like you lost out on uh your privilege of doing it the right way it's someone else's turn to be uh the black women can get along bloggers you know i disagree i think they should definitely go back because i want to see them fall apart again i want to see it all happen again let's let's go leave comments on their site and be like Man, you know, I, I really feel like when Nicole covered this, it was uh, much better. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, whatever. You know, I, I was reading about uh, so-and-so's blog post. Do you think they were talking about you? Uh, neither here nor there. All right, guys. <laughs> you know, y'all have a good one. Um, but, yeah, I thought that shit was kind of whack. Um, and um, Ayala is uh, really, like, I don't understand her mentoring method. Mm-mm, it's weird. Like, she does a lot of uh, repeating to you over and over again till you have a breakdown thing, and I don't like that. But she's like, one, one woman, like, her husband had brain cancer. And I was like, that is way too serious for this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I feel like that is a separate issue that should be covered in, in on its own. She um, does the Goodwill hunting shit. Like, it's not your fault. Yes. It's not your fault. It's not. And then they cry. Yes. Oh, I got to watch the show. It was Excellent. like, it was so good, but it was so wrong. Like, I knew she was going <laughs> to cry because it's like she didn't have a choice. You know, it's like, I'm not going to let your head go until you cry. Because she's like got both hands on her head and she's like, your sisters will be there for you. I'm not going to leave 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 you. I'm not going to leave. And then the woman's like starts crying and shit. And I think she did that so that she would leave her. You know, it's like, leave oh. me alone. Uh, move on to the next thing. Like, obviously, uh, you're not going to leave until I cry. And Isn't that how they do hypnosis? Like, like they, 
they get your attention and then they like repeat a mantra to you isn't maybe she's just hypnotizing people and crying you know what? i believe so. it i feel like she held a hostage it's the same thing preachers do if you ever been to like one of those really uh evangelical like black like churches and shit where yep. like i remember uh one time i i went up to the front um at, at this church and um they were like laying hands on people or some shit and yeah. um and then they got kind of forced me to go up there because i i don't do anything when i do go to church i just sit there um but they were like come on to the front and get you know we got visiting pastors and they like giving prophecies and shit um so i go to the front and dude put his hand on on my head and he was like and then uh you gonna be a powerful preacher or some shit like that and i was like no i'm not um and uh <laughs> he was, and then he started pushing on my forehead to make me fall and i was trying to stand up like what are you doing I'm nothing's going weak. I can stand on my own, sir. And he was like, no, and pushed me all the way down to the ground with his hand on my forehead. And I was like, that was not consensual. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were spiritually raped. <laughs> yeah, Pastor Lorraine. Right. The pastor, the pastor, uh, laid hands on my forehead and pushed me into the ground in front of everybody. And I was just laying on the ground. And then the other thing is I was laying on the ground, like, how long am I supposed to lay here? Like, if I, it would I be insulting him now you know it's like uh when you put salt on the uh chef's food or whatever in a restaurant it's like am i now insulting him if i hop right the fuck back up like all right man lesson's over you got me <laughs> you know like i don't know i just laid you wanted up. this look how you were dressed yeah <laughs> in a suit with a tie <laughs> what was i supposed to do looking civilized church <laughs> yes yeah, the same thing and it long used on them boys yeah <laughs> Um, all right. And then the last thing I wanted to say, uh, Victor, did you see Iron Man three yet? No, I got to okay. see that shit today. All right. No spoilers. No spoilers. We'll talk about yeah, something no else. Spoilers, please. I got to see that shit. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Shane Black for mm. one. And I don't know how the movie is. I, I I bet there's some funny shit in it, but I don't know overall how it is. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, now what did you think about the trailers? Have do you have you watched all like most of the trailers or you avoided them? Um, no, I saw the trailers. There, I mean, the trailers, the trailers were fine, but unfortunately, when I see a whole bunch of robots, all I get is flashbacks of how terrible Iron Man Two was. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, please don't do the over robot thing again, because <laughs> Iron Man Two is terrible. Yes, I see, man. Hey, dude, I felt like I was the yeah. only one that thinks Iron Man Two is terrible, because every time I say it, somebody always pops up like. You thought it like they do that thing where they they're not openly judging you or arguing. They just keep asking you if you think it was bad. Yes. And I had to keep telling them like, yes, I thought it was bad. Did you you really thought Iron Man two was bad? It yes. Was bad. I recently rewatched Iron Man two, but this is how I watched it. I watched the very first scene at the racetrack, and then I watched the last scene where there's the fight at the end with with no story. Much more enjoyable movie that way. Yeah, it feels like a soulless construct that is just yeah. there to get me to Avengers to Avengers one. Yeah. Like to oh God. But yeah, I felt like I was the only one who didn't like Iron Man two and I apparently I, I thought I could I couldn't say that, but um, I'm no, glad Iron you're Man here. Man. Terrible. Jesus Christ what a fucking shit show. Um, um uh, <laughs> But uh, before you go on, uh, something I would like to say. Mm -hmm. I don't know the difference between veal and a T-bone steak. Mm, okay, that seems relevant. And to this, uh, what? Um, They're totally different meats. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did not know that. Roger cooked lunch for me, and he made some veal, and it had like a T-bone in it. 
and I was it eating. was a veal chop. Oh, veal chop, and mm. I was eating it. I say, "Oh my gosh, I've never had a steak like this before in my life." And I said, "And <laughs> he <laughs> and he gave me the Steve like they say on a hot five star, the Steve Harvey crazy." I was like, "What you talking about?" Yeah, and I was like, "What do you mean? It got a big T on it, like the T bone steak." He was like, "No, baby, no, baby, yeah. this is veal." I was like, "Damn it, I just show up to eat." I was like, "You still haven't had a steak that tastes like that." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I did enjoy cooking that um, in the middle of the day, so that was cool. Um, uh, and the last thing is uh, Dark Siders Two is this video game I'm playing. Right, Dark Siders uh, is the where everybody's a monster. Yeah, yeah, like your last one, I think Dark Siders One, your war, one of the four apocalypse. Yeah, I see you like, play that. Oh yeah, 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 sorry, I was thinking of Dark Stalkers. Oh, Stalk- oh fighting game. the fighting game, Dark Stalkers. Yeah, I Dark know what you're talking Stalkers. about. Yeah, yeah, Dark Siders where you're. Your war and this one, your uh, your death or something like that. Yeah, this one I'm death. And first of all, Dark Stalker sounds really like a rapey video game. I wonder <laughs> who, who came up with that. But um, yeah, Dark Siders two. I'm playing as Death, who's like War's brother, and I'm going to try to find like my brother and shit. Um, because he got like set up at the end of the last game or something. But here's the problem. Um, and and I know Victor as somebody that writes stories and stuff for a living. It must be really hard to create good, compelling stories for a lot of people because the story in this game fucking sucks, man. Like it is like it is literally go here, meet this person and they're supposed to do something for you. And that person just gives you three other things to do. And it keeps branching out. Like, okay. like I'm so far from the main story. I forgot I was trying to save my brother. Like, <laughs> he he had to bring it up because the other thing is with all this underworld, spiritual, angel stuff, like all this symbolic stuff, they keep making up words. And I and, and they never they never define what the word is. So it's just like, uh, you need to go down to the Abbey Gate and meet the Nephilim. And I'm like, what, what is the, what do those two things mean? Is the net from a person or a thing or a monster? And it's like, only then will you be able to get the key rider. And, and then I'll like talk to, like, like I'll, you can ask questions, uh, the pre-selected questions and, um, you pretty much have to ask them to move on with the scene. But even my character, the questions he asked are fucking confusing too. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Well, here's the thing. It's not really that the people can't write good stories, because if you get a good writer, you can write good stories. The problem is, like, in the video game world, often companies are like, because I've, I've worked with video game companies before, so often companies are like, oh, we'll just have so-and-so write that. He's funny or weird, and they, they just don't hire real writers. If you look at oh. games which actually have compelling stories, you'll see that the writers actually probably have, like, credits of novels and or... Uh, or 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 movies or whatever, and those games which are just terrible. Those writers like it's their first time writing. You'll see that it's a lot of that. So I mean, someone could have written something good, but they just didn't invest because they thought that the writing wasn't important. Ah. and that's why you get games like yours. Oh, okay. and that makes sense. And do you think that those writers have more creative control? Because they look at them like, look, motherfucker, I can write. You are not ruining my writing because you don't give a damn about the storyline. No, I mean, a writers. The writers have a lot of creative control because often, often the writers actually kind of, kind of decide what goes on in the game as a whole. So they have to like make whole levels around the writer's idea sometimes, mm. or sometimes they'll give them. Sometimes they'll give them like a general, uh, a general cast. Of, like they'll say, okay, well, this character has to go to the underworld in search of his brother. They'll say, and then the writer will decide, okay, these are the type of characters to meet. These are the challenges. 
and then they make the game around what the writer writes because it makes makes sense. And there's there's a there's a ton of games that are written great. Like you look at Bioshock. Yeah. You look at uh, uh, what was the name of that Portal? Like yeah. there's a lot of games where they have like like this very seasoned amazing writers doing awesome shit in the game. But there's other games where it just doesn't happen. Yeah, this game feels a lot like when um, movies see other shit that people did where it's like hey let's do some inception type shit like it feels <laughs> like that because there's like a portal gun thing in this game and oh, it's yeah. just like well why are you guys ripping off portal now like <laughs> you you have ass it is not nearly as clever as portal why like why did you just make me have to do that in the middle of this bullshit game man and then that, that like they give you items and don't explain what they do and wow. like you don't find out until like halfway through like uh like i'll just be in a room stuck for a while and then it's like well let me randomly shoot this gun oh this gun is a portal gun well thanks for not telling me shit you know god so yeah this game fucking sucks man um oh. as far as the story i, I don't get any See, of it and that's the problem because you'll have a game that where the where you're not invested in it but it has cool visuals and maybe like it's fun to fight in the game it's, it's a lot like it's a lot like Iron Man uh, 2. It's like the vis- like some of the visuals are cool or Tron Legacy, cool visuals, but the story just blows and you're like, yeah. fuck this. And oh, so yeah. Overall, you've got a bad product. Tron Legacy did suck too. I'm glad to hear yes. you say that. God damn. People defend that movie. Uh, no, wait, that what a waste terrible. of I- Just a waste of IMAX. Just a waste. Yes. Oh, just pretty was, for no it reason. Was, it was terrible because it really, it really did not stick to what was great about the first Tron movie. The thing that was great about the first Tron movie was they were always making parallels as to what happens in the real world compared to what happened in the game. Right. And that was what the first Tron movie was about. And then they, they had the opportunity to do so much more of that shit in this Tron legacy because now, like, so much more happens in the real game. Like, what if it was just like, what, what would, what would the world of Xbox Live look at? Yes. Like, it's Tron world. Like, what would, what is the internet now? Like, what, what is, uh, what, what are, uh, what is it? Peer sharing, like when people yeah. do torrents and stuff like that, and like stuff is being stolen all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that world look like in Tron? Like, they could have made all these yeah. correlations between the real world, and that would have been so much more interesting than just having this world that was its own world, which was nothing, nothing new. Like, they just mm-hmm. they didn't try. It was just and, like, let's get some cool visuals, and that was it. There was nothing. And you make me think, what would hacking look like? Because you know, back yeah. then. You know, it's not where it is now. So, you know, you could have a world with, with you know, your villains could be hackers. Like, it's so much more they could have did with Like, it. the fucking goddamn computer wasn't even hooked up to the internet. Exactly. What the it, fuck? Yeah, what's the point of that? Like, in that, in that, in that movie, like, people would communicate... People communicate with the computer world and their programs will like take it as commands. But imagine the imagine the Tron Legacy world depicted is where like there's so many nodes because like now everybody has a computer cell phone. Like mm-hmm. think about that. Think about like if it was like it was not about whether or not users existed because now everyone has direct connection. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be that would be just a totally different world, totally different movie, more much more interesting. So yeah, fuck Disney. Fuck Disney. Yeah, except for, <laughs> except for some of the Marvel movies. I, I fucks with Avengers. But the other ones, fuck y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, man, so uh, that that this game is terrible. Don't get Darksiders. Um, unless, and the thing is, I have a completionist 
gene and and people probably could tell because if you're my friend on xbox you see my gamer score most of that is from like this game is shitty but i can't start a game i don't finish so yeah i don't i I just keep playing it and i'm miserable the whole fucking time and i hate everything about it but it's like i gotta play the game man what am i I gonna do roger no i don't have that completionist gene he'd be like baby you finished i'm like yeah i finished but you only got to level one that was all i needed this shit sucked (laughs) i actually was not I was not playing video games for the past, like, eight months because I was working on a big project. And until I got to the end of the project, I was like, I'm not going to play any video games. And now I just got to the point where I can play video games again. So I've just been sticking in games that I hadn't played before. Like, I never played through the first Bioshock all the way. Mm. And so I started playing that just yesterday, just, like, trying to go through the whole thing. So yeah, I can't. But, but now all the games that have passed me by are super cheap now. So I'm going to go buy a bunch of shit in a minute. This, this is exactly why I'm not getting the new Xbox when it comes out. Oh, I'm no. A, because I have so many games games to catch up on i'm just gonna wait like games are gonna be extra cheap for like a year mm-hmm. and then Absolutely. nothing like on the new systems it always takes like a year or two for good shit to come out anyway yes, it does so i'm just gonna wait and uh enjoy cheap fucking great games man we're in a like that's the thing as shitty as the story is in this game there's a bunch of great elements to the game as far as like the fighting mechanics and right. you know all this your, your platforming elements but games are so good now that I can call this game shitty when it's like, if this would have came out when I was like 13, I'd be like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I right. leave my house. <laughs> yes. I'm stuck here forever. And also to think about video games when like you have video game consoles coming to like the near the end this is when they have like the best of the best of the best. And you go from that, from starting with like everything new. So it's going to take a year or two before the titles come over. It's going to take mechanics. It's going to take a, a lot more work in it. And and like, and it's like the warranty. I don't want to be the one using the warranty the first year of the console. Well, they have, um, like, this last year, I probably played some of the best games of my life. Yeah, some excellent uh, Just games. in the last year, there's uh, Mass Effect 3, uh, Bioshock Infinite. Um, there's, I haven't uh, played that yet. I want to play that. Bioshock Infinite. Okay, yeah, you'll, en- you'll enjoy it, man. Like, like game Halo, the latest Halo, they completely redid the story. Like, games are now taking on a completely different level of storytelling. I think they've surpassed movies in some ways. Um, because when a game story is done well, it's 10 hours of well that I played through and made shit happen in, as opposed to when a movie's done well, it's normally like two to two and a half hours. And I really had no role in that other than sitting down and watching this story. So I agree with you a hundred percent. Like when they finally got to the point where they're like, Oh, games can be like immersive and and cinematic like that, that it changed games forever. It's amazing. Tomb, Tomb Raider, for those that still haven't played it, is one of the best impossible white man games of all time. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm playing that now. It's yes. Indiana Jones level, like, fucking crazy um, with just all the shit you can do and that happens. Like, that's one of my favorite games ever. And it just came out and didn't even sell that well. Like, that's how. Oh, it didn't? No, it didn't. It, it didn't make wow. the projections that they wanted it to make. And that's just really? how right that's just how much competition it is right all these because at the same time like assassin's creed is out and uh far cry 3 is out like all these there's so much new bioshock came out right the problem with tomb raider this is why i think it didn't sell as well is because they didn't do enough to separate it from uncharted because it looked Mm. like uncharted with the girl and then 
they didn't do enough to like really make it its own unique thing so people are like oh i played uncharted that looks just like uncharted so and also the 10 shitty versions of tim raider before this didn't oh, help terrible like, exactly like it's really hard to convince people like no this time we're for real guys we really wrote a story and like made it really compelling and like the depth and the yeah, animations are great. Yeah, and, and I remember sitting there going, "Why do I have five pieces to this puzzle?" Fuck you. Click. Yeah, like back the in the Tomb- day, Tomb Raider used to just be like, "Look at them titties." Now it's not. The Tomb Raider I like when they did the reimagining of the first Tomb Raider. I really like that version of the game. That was really fun. I don't know if you played that. No, like, I I bought it and it, I downloaded it on my Xbox, so I, I gotta check that out too. It's uh, it's, it's good because the first Tomb Raider was great, and so they basically took all those levels and just kind of redesigned them. Exact same story, exact same big moments in the game. So it's a great game, but it's just like, but they they couldn't recreate that with the other Tomb Raiders that yeah. they made. Yeah, well, I, I fucked with this last one, man. Um, so if you guys have, even if you've never liked the Tomb Raider game before, this is the one to get. Um, I, I agree, and yeah. that's that's coming from somebody that checked out a Tomb Raider a long time ago. Yeah, even Karen likes it, so it can't be too wrong. Um, Amazing. What's your favorite game? My favorite game of all time. I just wanted to get to what yeah. my favorite game was. Is anyway. Go ahead. So, <laughs> my favorite game of all time is uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh my god, I love that game, man. Like, first of all, I, I feel like that separates a lot of people because it really is a game where I can understand if someone was like, I was bored to tears and there ain't shit to do. I will understand, <laughs> I will understand, man, but honestly, I felt like I became that little boy. Yeah, that game <laughs> is, that game's serious. It's serious, it's really engaging. And dude, the very first time you play in a game and you encounter one of the giants and you start climbing on them, you're just like, oh, shit. Dude. Next level. The first time, first of all, the first time I saw one of those motherfuckers, I was like, yeah, so apparently you can't beat this game. Because <laughs> up until now, I've just been riding for 30 minutes on horseback to get to one of these motherfuckers. I remember that game. That's when everything is like 100 feet tall. Yes. Yeah. And like the first couple, like they're, they almost don't even notice that you're there killing them. But, oh, yeah. but then after a while, you get to these ones that are like, I have a huge axe. And they're like trying <laughs> and to kill you. after you. It's really crazy. Like some, like whoever i mean the people who made that game were just like they're just like they want you to feel like a hero in an epic adventure they really really did it well yeah that game i love that game yeah that's one of my favorite games too i think my favorite game is um actually uh the uh mass effect trilogy because um i made all these decisions for like 10 years basically and Uh then last year when you're playing mass effect 3 uh, I've never experienced something like, oh yeah, remember when you did that shit eight years ago and killed that guy? Well, that was fucked up and here's what happened. And it's like, <gasps> why did I kill that guy eight years ago? You know? <laughs> like, I felt like I did that shit. So, it, did you, did you, uh, were you mad about the ending? Nah, I'm not that type of nerd. I've had vagina before. So, there's only a certain type of, there's only a certain level of anger I can get over nerd shit. Like, I was displeased with Iron Man 2, but like, if Iron Man 2 came on, I'd probably watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of guy. I don't, like, like, I wouldn't, like, go look up Robert Downey Jr.'s address and, like, fuck him up or something. Nah, it's, it's, it's not that so, important. Mass Effect 3, me. the thing that was weird was so many people were like, um, uh, and this is my belief, man, and, uh, maybe as a fellow nerd, you can, you can, uh, relate. I think that so far in nerddom, uh, until just recently, 
uh, nerds have not been asked to sacrifice anything in games like there's always been some loophole way out of a situation where at the end of the game you're really alive or at the end of the game um your friend dies but you get to live and you know and then uh, Mass Effect was the first game that was like, so you want to save the universe, huh? You've been a hero all these years. There's no way out of this other than for you to die. So you got to kill this guy that you put hundreds of hours into fucking creating. And it made people angry. And for the rest of the universe to survive. And I think people, nerds rejected that. Like, fuck that. Where's my ice cream and teddy bears? This is not how I want to end this shit. Well, here's the thing. Number one. You die twice in the Mass Effect series. Mm-hmm. You die in the first game, at the end of the first game, and you die at the end of the third game. So mm-hmm. I didn't really care about dying at that point. I was like, done it before, who cares? Ah. And, then, <laughs> and then I really, really did not like... Because Mass Effect is about the story, okay? Mm-hmm. It is about the story. So at the end of this story that you invested so much time in, it, they're like, oh... There's this shit that you never heard of and never had a chance to make a choice about, which is going to going to tell you how the story is going to end, so you don't have any control over this fucking magic boy who shows up and is like, "Hi, I'm a magic boy. I've been controlling ha! everything. You never seen me before, but go jump in that fire." <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought like, that fuck this game. I thought that the uh, the magic boy was just the way that we perceived him because you know it's like seeing the face of God where we we could only like we couldn't handle it right so um if god had been an issue in the game and that was the only way we see, if god had been brought up all the law all throughout the game and then at the end this is how we perceive him that have been fine but no none of this shit was brought up this was just a magic boy who came mm. out of nowhere and it was like hey i've i'm i've been guiding you the whole way and you're like what you have never been guiding me the whole way. But Plus, that you obviously shop at Old Navy. Look at your clothes. But that that, <laughs> kind of, that was kind of like what made it overwhelming and good to me. Like I've never had that feeling in a game before where I literally felt overwhelmed. Like I took probably twenty minutes to pick one of those last like four decisions that you can make, and like to me it felt thematically in sync with the game because everything up to that point is pretty much you branching out to three or four different decisions you can make um with your character like every thought you know every choice in the conversation um so i was kind of like well there they're making me pick the ultimate choice which is uh sacrificing myself or killing you know some of my friends that are this race killing some of my friends that are that race um or just hitting the reset button and making this shit happen all over again uh thousands of years later or whatever um and i felt overwhelmed like the decisions had weight with me like i really like it worked for me i can't say it worked for everyone but i definitely sat there looking at that shit like okay so what was green again like <laughs> so i i don't know it worked I, for me. I do not agree i think you're wrong i think mm-hmm. the game the ending of the game was i you know i never watched lost except for the very last episode of lost right because i really wanted to see and by watching the last episode i could tell that everybody who invested in lost was going to be pissed off Mm. Like, and that game, that game was my loss where I like invested in this game the entire time. And at the end, they were like, hey, fuck all that shit you did. Huh. <laughs> they were. I mean, it was like it, it didn't make any sense. They're like, fuck all that shit you did. Here's a magic boy. Begin. And I was like, fuck this. Well, see, to me, the entire third game is an ending. Like, it's not like I don't think the ending starts with that last 
i don't know five or ten minutes i really think like it starts ending as i'm losing my crew throughout this entire game when i'm on uh the citadel shooting like bottles with garris and uh had a real bro moment and shit like that like all of this felt like an apocalyptic conclusion to uh like just a very dooming way out and i i didn't think um like i guess i i felt like uh the decisions at the end were all like yeah that's about right i knew i wasn't gonna make it out of this shit man like there's like i can either let myself die or my friends die and shit like this and i don't know just a game you didn't even have a real choice you have red bull or green that's the only choice well you have you have synthesis ending of the cinematic at the end like they, they have the very same like no matter what choice you make they have the very same ending with the people looking up at the stars saying the same bullshit. And well, there's there's no way to know. There's no way. God, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Online, they had somebody who played the videos side by side, and most of them, the only difference is the color of the lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no way to know that until you pick though. Like I like I've never replayed it, and I've never looked at the other endings. Like. My ending felt very personal for me. Like that was the same. Yeah, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Like my ending was personal for me. You don't care that they had this magic boy fuck you in the ass. (laughs) He did not fuck you in the ass for the record. He was raping you. He was just like, hey, (laughs) this game is based on your choices matter. And at the end, they don't. I must not have made the choice where I get fucked in the ass. That's probably the difference. Like (laughs) That was was the stripper option. You didn't see that one. Me me and the boy never had any... Me and the boy never had any sexual relationships (laughs) that... Not to get all Michael Jackson on this thing, but absolutely did not. We didn't even sleep in the same bed or drink Jesus. No, no, he's magic boy. He could have been in and out, but you know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Hey, but, be, be, go ahead, Karen. Before we move on, I got, since we talk about video games, I have two. Mm-hmm. My favorite, favorite video game of all times is Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And my Good second game. favorite one is the second Fable. Well, first of oh, all, good. Zelda and Fable are bullshit because those choices oh. were not hey. actual choices, Karen. Hey. Those games were pre-designed to end hey. in situations. You look, you look, you look here, sir. <laughs> I lost my half a heart like a brave soldier. <laughs> Fable is a much better game with choices because you change the whole world. Like in Fable, if you act evil, your character changes. Like how everyone reacts to you changes. Like it's the whole world changes. Well, that happens in Mass That's Effect. That's what I like about Fable. That happens in Mass Effect too, I, I have no, to say. It doesn't. Yeah, because I became a badass and my face was like fucking cracking and shit. And I was telling people what the fuck to do. And it was, and that was an option that was not available unless I became a badass. So I could be like, no, fuck you, <laughs> motherfucker. You're going to do this shit. And they'd be like, please, sir, with the uh, cracking face don't do that you you look here sir when i play my flute and got (laughs) transformed to another place in zelda i was the shit when i put on my mask i was the boy the man whatever you want to call me i went back and forth i'm just joking karen i'm just playing um so y'all know lauren hill owes the irs a lot of money right yes she does so she get on it she released some uh yeah speaking of getting on it she released uh some music Oh, everybody says it's terrible. No, and uh, she's going to get the IRS's money, man. So uh, it's called a Neurotic Society. Uh, you can you can buy it on, on iTunes. Uh, neurotic Society Compulsory Mix. I don't know. Uh, a compulsory mix. I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not too familiar with uh, music terms, so I don't know what compulsory mix means. Um, but here you go. 
living in a joke town. Metaphor for coke town. Commercial girl men. Run the whole world men. Bone club the debauchery. Old world brutality. Whole world kill softly. Whole world run savagely. Read him in a pride fiends. Program TV screens. Quick scam and drag queens. Real life and blasphemes. Think twice this past dream. Prime if you ask clean. Quick fast the poison has entered the bloodstream. Psychological master consequences of tragedy. Mythological characters. Men and women is parody. Yeah, just get ready to go to jail, Lauren. What is that <laughs> bullshit? Yeah, you going you going to prison? Oh, for... that's terrible. Yeah, make why, why why you know why didn't she go to the um IRS and be like, you know what, I make monthly payments. How much do y'all need? You know, two hundred fifty thousand a month or whatever it is. I don't because know. that right there sounds like she said at her computer, Asa, like we got an Asa. And she, yeah. and, she, and she put some beats together and just rap really, really fast across it and submitted it. Yeah, she, it don't sound like there's no she, production she, work in it. it mm, that's terrible. She's definitely going to jail. I could so. do better than that. Don't don't worry about it, Lauren. You, you're going <laughs> to prison. They're gonna lock you up, baby. Uh, it's you know, just get ready, man. Start getting in shape. Uh, talk to your get kids. Fit. Get get your kids. Get, my, get all kisses. Yeah, like well, we'll they coming you. to get you, honey. See you in a couple years, Lauren. Uh, what happens to people's taste? Like when people are famous too long, they just start having terrible taste. Yeah, <laughs> they just like, they make horrible they make horrible choices. Man, you them. you know what it is, dude? I think it's like the uh, Eddie Murphy conundrum, where like uh, I think everybody that is just like a regular fan of movies and shit will be like, why does Eddie keep doing these movies? I do not enjoy them anymore. But I'm sure everybody around Eddie is like, well, he's funny when he's around me. So fuck y'all, you know, like he is working, he getting money and shit. I feel like that happens to every industry, like not just comedy, but music. Every Like around Lauren Hill, people heard this shit and were like, yeah, this shit is dope, man. I know they gotta, but they gotta maintain some, some, some sort of perspective. Like, I, I mean, however far, like, I, uh, however far I go in my career, I hope I never get to the point where everybody's just like, yeah, that's great. I hope, I hope great. I, I hope I, I used to say that, but now I hope I do. Cause <laughs> those, those are the richest motherfuckers on the planet Earth. Like, all the people, uh, last night, the Brooklyn Nets lost in game seven to, uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest paid player in the league, Joe Johnson, went two for like 14 from the field and played terrible and shit. And all I could think was he's winning at the only game that matters, life. He's the, the richest truth. motherfucker on the planet. He don't give a fuck about any of this shit. I wish I had a job where I could leave he the house paid. and go, where well, I clock out and go, man, I was the worst person at work today. <laughs> and I am going to buy you all a round of drinks because I can afford it because I'm the one who's rich. Fuck you guys. That's awesome. So, yeah, I hope I get to be... um disconnected with reality and think my shit is dope when it's not um but we can only we can only pray man you know (laughs) it doesn't sound so bad when you say it that way (laughs) yeah those motherfuckers won at life dude think about all the people we hate the most they all fucking are winning people like justin bieber's an asshole now he went to uh uh, to that exhibit and, and, and said that uh, he wished that Anne Frank would have been a believer or some shit. And he's like, yeah. Justin uh, Bieber is not going to run across anyone who will tell him that that, that was stupid. fucked up. That's right. He's never going to run across any. Imagine that type of money. You will never run across anyone in just pat in passing who's like, that was some dickhead shit to do. And he's extra fucked up because he's been he's been a millionaire since he was a teenager. Yes. And then I mean he like when he when they first saw him online he looked like a very sweet talented kid because he didn't have shit really he didn't have shit he was on the internet didn't have shit he was like middle class at the very most 
And now he's been a millionaire v- Victor, years. Victor, I guarantee yes. you Justin Bieber used to read all his YouTube comments. Think yeah. about, just think yeah. as a comedian, just think about that. The point where you give, where you don't even care about feedback, where you just like, uh, I put something out on YouTube. It got 7 million hits and 10 million comments. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not reading that shit. You know, I, like, I can't make fun of Justin Bieber because like when Justin Bieber, when Justin Bieber was 15, he had torn through more pussy than any of us. Yep. Like, me, you, and everybody in the chat combined, he's torn through so much. <laughs> that dude don't give a fuck, man. That dude. <laughs> and would you expect him to? That dude said, and Frank. <laughs> Believer. He doesn't care. He's oh, like, God. He doesn't, he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any sense of what reality is. He does not fucking know. He has paid for it to be a non-reality around oh, him. Oh, I just want to join him. I just want to be there, man. Just. I, I'm always like, I'm always like second tier to all these dudes. Like I've been in a lot of situations where I've been around Eddie Murphy for an extended period of time. I've been around Prince. I've been around just like, I, 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 I always hear from people who work with them, like about how like disconnected people really are. People are kind of disconnected. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, amazing. I think uh, Morgan Freeman actually was shitting on like a firm of action one day. And I remember just being like, man, like, I'm not even mad at him. I want to get there where I can just say like, what's so bad about the KKK? And then like move on with my life. Like I didn't say that shit. And no one ever goes, remember the time that you said that shit? Nobody will ever say that to Justin Bieber. I can't oh, no. tell if that's Morgan Freeman being disconnected or just like he's a cranky old black dude. Cause old black dudes say crazy shit anyway. That's true too. That's true too. <laughs> they they yeah. ain't grad everything. They don't care. That's one good thing about being black. If you make it over 50, you get to be that way anyway. Exactly. So I just got to keep living long enough. Make it through enough stop and frisk. I'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, black dudes. And creativity. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Have you seen any of the Tyler the Creator Mountain Dew commercials? Uh, just the this is a controversial one. Just that yeah. one. Okay, I haven't yeah. seen any of them. I don't it's, know why. It's Tyler, seen a bunch of his music videos though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, and I watch Loiter Squad. Uh, oh, I love that show religiously. Um, and uh, he just does a lot of stuff because it's silly and funny and goofy. And, um, I, I'm a big supporter of him, um, as far as, uh, actually artistically, like off the, off the mic even. Like, I'm not really even that huge, a huge fan of his rapping. It's good, but it's, it's not like, I don't put that shit in and just ride out. I feel like it's for 13 year olds who like get beat up at school and shit. But, um, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I got my lunch money taken, throwing some Tyler the Creator, pretend it didn't happen. Um, so I, 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 I was watching the Loiter Squad and that's, a very random crazy ass show and that's when these commercials come on so i saw uh, the i saw the first run of the commercial and honestly i thought it was another skit on loader squad until it said mountain dew at the end i was like oh huh. <laughs> like did uh, did he get paid to do that well awesome good for him uh apparently uh dr boyce watkins who is a uh, angry black man who doesn't like a lot of stuff and he has a blog that talks about it he, uh he's a guy who for people that listen to the show he's a guy who wrote that uh stinging thing about melissa uh h perry um and saying that she was like uh only on tv because she was light-skinned and then made all those like slavery references and shit oh um, yeah brother. <laughs> well apparently he only needed to see the 15 second 
clip of um this commercial and decided that it was racial racist and racially problematic and that uh it was using racial stereotypes because in the commercial they show like a goat named felicia that uh it was wearing a do-rag and it beat up a woman because it wanted some Mountain Dew. And then they cut to like a police lineup. And it's a bunch of black dudes and then the goat. And like a goat, like a real goat. A real right? goat, oh, yes. Okay. And somebody picking out, like the, trying to pick out the goat out of the lineup. Uh, now, there's a bunch of ways to interpret that. You know, there's even a way to interpret it to be like some really deep, like he's trying to say that, you know, race racially, people stereotype black men and all this shit and associate us with crime and all this but he he wasn't he was just thought it would be funny to put a goat in a video that's what that's his own words he thought it would be funny um yeah to title the creator it's not a bunch of black dudes it's just a bunch of dudes yeah and that it's not, not it's just not about yeah. their, the color of the, and it's it's the world that he's used to yes you yes if you've been to prison before, you've been you've been dealing with the police. It's just the it's the world that he's probably used to. Well, not and just so, not just that; those are his friends. Yeah, exactly. like like yeah. Tyler the Creator is not like a black superhero. He doesn't really come from the hood, and he's not a criminal. Like he doesn't promote thug shit in his music. Like he'll say some ridiculous, like burn the school down shit. But that's more of some like punk rock white shit, really. If you the, like, it's not some let's go rob a nigga shit. It's all like. He did say that he would rape a pregnant woman and tell his friends he had a threesome. Exactly. So that like <laughs> yeah. it's it's some like anarchism. Hard to defend though. It's some, oh, I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> no, yeah, but even. it's some anarchist type shit, not yeah. something like uh, Rick Ross slinging weight and all this shit. Like it's not that kind of shit necessarily. It's a completely different vein of debauchery. Um, so like watching the the show Loiter Squad, I, the characters that he has in this lineup are his friends from Loiter Squad. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of black dudes being silly. And I got to say, man, I support the fuck out of a bunch of black dudes being silly. Like, yeah, why, we why? get it all the time. Yeah. With jackass, two, three, four, five. We got 14 jackass movies. Yeah, we got punked. We got all this other stuff that's predominantly why does, white. It's just weird that black shit always got to be some type of positive role model shit. Like they just some kids doing a fucking sketch show that's really fucking silly, silly. and mm-hmm. they're not trying to make a commentary no, on No, I don't think it's race racist at life all. I, you know, I think when he made it, it probably didn't even cross his mind. Like Victor said, this is just shit that he does, and this is his world. Like, he doesn't even look at things from that perspective. Yeah, so, yeah. But, now, now, let me play devil's advocate for a second. I think you mean white devil's advocate, but go ahead, my brother. <laughs> Let <laughs> me play cracker humor. Uh, no, I mean, okay. Think of here's an easy way to look at it. You know, uh, Chris Rock's joke about how he doesn't like white people to see him eating chicken. No, it's Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave Chappelle. His joke about how he doesn't like white people to see him eating yeah. chicken. Now, come on, because, come on, buddy. You knew goddamn well when you walked in this door. You gonna order chicken? Yes. Exactly, and so, and so that's kind of like it's kind of like. People on the outside will perceive things differently than you on the inside will perceive things, and and I think that it's it's sad, but it's sad, but one hundred percent true that you kind of have to be aware of that. But like when you're hitting a really really broad audience and you just do just stupid shit, like you do even the stuff that's absolutely normal for you, they don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. So all they're gonna see is all they're gonna see is a lineup of black dudes, and and then they're gonna make a choice based on that. 
yeah they don't I, know where it comes from i agree i just i guess i'm on the other side of this where i don't think that makes them right necessarily no, and I've, right. I've always kind of been like fuck those people it's like the people who are like uh well richard Pryor says nigger too much it's like well if you can't get past that then fuck you you're missing some great comedy like that's how i feel about this shit where it's like um i'm more of a supporter of creatives and their ability to put shit out there and of course it'll be perceived however because people aren't always ready for it but if you just play it safe i actually don't want to see it like uh, you know i feel like yeah, because to me that's boring and to me mm. i guess for me that's a part of the creative process I, I guess for me if you're a person and you're very creative you put stuff out there and yes it's going to be judged and people are going to perceive it how they want to perceive it and my thing is this it was a white goat it's not like it was a <laughs> white woman it's not like it was a white baby it was a white goat well i don't even want to see like I don't like seeing when, um, and you're as a comedian, I don't know how you feel about this, but I don't even like seeing when comedians get shouted down for trying out material and shit. Like, I don't, like, I support people pushing the outer boundaries of thought and let, and then putting it out there and we'll see what happens. Like, and if, you know, they pull the, 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 the ad, that's fine. Tyler's going to get paid, but it says a lot more to me about someone like Boyce Watkins tearing down another quote unquote black man to uh you know in order to promote his own like this is what blackness has to be then then uh then it says about tyler the creator i i agree i don't like when people get shouted down about i mean people people can express things in the way they want any way they want to oh here's the truth is i don't really care all that much mm-hmm. i mean i don't think that anybody's right to shout down tyler the creator about this i like even even when Tracy Morgan was like, he shoot his gay son into space or whatever he said yeah. he's going to do or choke he him. He said he's going to stab him in the chest. And, oh, he, yeah. and even that, I was like, well, isn't that funny because it's ridiculous? Of course he's not going to do that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, just, it's, it's ridiculous. And so, uh, but, I, but this, but my, my, my idea is like, there's two sides of that. Like one, I don't really care if people can say what they want to say, but if people, if people freak out about it, then yeah, yeah. you got to deal with it. But, yeah, I, like it is. this kind of I, shit to me says more about like Mountain Dew or uh Comedy Central or, you know, like whoever is the corporate people. It says more about them than it says the artists, because I think a lot of times like the they're the ones who actually have to pull back on this shit. Like, OK, let's take the ads down, guys. Dr. Boyce Watkins didn't appreciate them. So, you know, we don't want to have any shit. You know, I have a question. Was there like a petition for this? Or no. did he just come out and they was like, Oh shit, a black man said something. We gotta take it down. I don't understand this. No, it wasn't. Uh it he he wrote a blog post and um he was trying to stir some controversy, but it wasn't really catching on. I just think Mountain Dew just nipped it in the button. Also, man, uh like not to be too cynical, but because it's Tyler the Creator and it's a black dude making uh some shit for a niche audience, they were like, just take it down. Like, we're not going to fight for this shit. Who gives a fuck? There's like, you know, 300. Yeah, corporations don't want to make waves. I've dealt, yeah. with, I dealt with people before, like when I was dealing with Viacom, when I was initially getting uh, the awkward comedy show on Comedy Central, like I had to deal with um, th- that corporate idea. Like they were just like, let's just not make any waves. Uh, because when I initially made it, when I initially made the awkward comedy show, uh, I had it. I, I made it with the idea that this was going to be like a black nerd version of I with that it was going to be a black nerd version of the uh, Kings of Comedy, um, okay. and then so like when we were producing before we had actually released it when we were producing it I was calling it the Awkward Kings of Comedy, 
but then then that company came out and they're like, you can't call it the Opera Kings of Comedy. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. And I was like, let's change the name. And then they came. They were writing like letters to Comedy Central. And they're like, you have to pay us. And I was like, no, let's change the name. And then Comedy Central was like, well, maybe we should just wait. Even though they had no legal grounds, like these guys had no legal grounds at the time, like Comedy Central was like, well, let's just let's just wait it out. And they were like, going to hold back my progress and my premiere date because of these people like writing a letter that actually had no legal grounds because they're just like, we'd rather not have to right. deal with it. Right. And so I basically ended up just just changing the name completely. Um, and I mean, I didn't want to infringe on their name. It was just like the working title at the time anyway, but I ended up changing the name completely just to be sure. Just well, like it's, just, sure. it's just like they say how like, well, you write a letter to your congressman and it could mean, and, and it really does happen though. Like a letter can really change like make somebody be like well how many other people are mad um even if it's not you know and i understand this situation is from the actual people but it's like you're telling them like well it's not going to be an issue because i've changed this and legally you know we're not obligated blah 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 and they're like yeah but we got this letter and uh, it's like in paper and everything dude so it's a fictional <laughs> yeah it's like i actually read the whole thing man i don't know if we should do this um all right man we got to play uh some guest race with victor before he gets yeah. out of here can't can't not can't not have guess the race uh here's the first one um and uh the, this is about teachers and um black <laughs> <laughs> all right starting off right yeah it's about uh i don't know how you knew i was gonna say this but it's about teachers going to the hood and solving all these black kids problems in an hour and a half so uh but now nah, I'll, I'll go ahead and play it in the classroom, teachers giving up their chosen profession because of out-of-control students. Just last week, we told you about a Pasco County teacher who was choked by a student. Tonight, we're hearing from another teacher who says these types of situations are for forcing her to now call it quits. Tennis reporter Andre Sr. is live in the Information Center. And Andre, this teacher says the job is just becoming too dangerous. Yeah, Heather, imagine going to work every day and being physically and verbally assaulted. That's what teachers nationwide are saying about what's going on in the classroom. And one study even calls it a silent crisis. I wanted to make a difference. Basically, I wanted to make a difference. I knew that, you know, kids need good teachers. But after 12 years in the classroom, Carolyn Lewis says teaching is getting too dangerous because of unruly students. I told my husband, I said, I'm thinking I'm a new career. She points to last week's incident in Pasco County. A 13-year-old student at a school for troubled teens allegedly strangled his teacher. Lewis has no shortage of her own stories, like a student that bumped into her on purpose. I said, you need to say excuse me, and she just went off. You ain't my mama, you ain't this, you ain't that. The American Psychological Association called it a silent national crisis. Its numbers show that an estimated 253,000 teachers are physically and verbally assaulted every year by students. Some Shit. states are doing something about it. Wisconsin will take civil action against students who assault a teacher. Massachusetts is taking a similar stance. And in Michigan, a teachers union was forced to sue the school district to force them to expel students who assault teachers Lewis oh my not God. what care you had to sue them <laughs> so that you can suspend students for popping a teacher in the eye how much sense does that make because if i put my hands on a child i'm gonna lose my goddamn job <laughs> what that precious little snowflake i don't give a fuck about that don't put your hands on me haven't you seen dangerous minds they just need yeah. a little discipline and a and a teacher that cares karen that's not reality 
I may dig. Movie. I may be digging a hole, but this sounds like white kids in a white school with white teachers. Let me tell you why. Because I went to a black school and a student. I went to a black school and a student came up to a teacher once and tried to and tried to like put hands on the teacher and the teacher knocked him out. Mm. That's what happens in black schools because they don't deal with that shit. They just like it, it's it. That sounds like all the stuff. Like I can't believe she did this and we're gonna sue her to get her out of. I can't believe. That would be a black school because the, in black in in my black school, the teachers will choke you to death if you try to do something because they're they're on edge all the time anyway. They don't they don't need to deal with the idea of possibly uh, making a parent angry, making a parent angry, and just taking one to the chin just because they don't want to ruffle ruffle any feathers. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it just sounds not like a black school. Uh, your school sounds a lot like uh, it need to have this instrumental after the dude knocked him out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's my school. <laughs> my school, the, my in my school, one of the teachers she uh, had an affair with like two different basketball players. My school was straight up. Wow, <laughs> straight up hood. What? <laughs> Wait, wow, two different basketball players. Yes, more than one basketball player. Oh man! Um, yeah. Oh, she liked the way they bounced all those balls. Well, I guess they're they're <laughs> trying to double team her, you know. Um, well, all right. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'll ask the chat room because Victor's picked white. Let's see what everybody in the chat room thinks for the race. Uh, possible white woman who knew her love wasn't enough to save those kids. Yeah, it's true. Like an impossible white woman would have saved those kids with her <laughs> with her open love and her heart and tenderness. Uh, must be paying off that Perkins loan black. Corn, <laughs> cornbread connoisseur. She's black but swallows my white cum, says Larry. Oh, Lord. Miss Trinidad black, the undertaker white. That was a black lady talking. Badass little kids, Dominican, the blind side, the director's cut, Sandra Bullock. That sounds like a white lady talking. I'm sorry, I disagree. I think she had that white twang in her southern accent. Yes, this feels very snowflakey. Color of Latrell Sprewell's coach. Well, she was talking about people getting choked. She's white. Niggas don't teach to make a difference. Oh, <laughs> Cotton cricket and can't dance white. The correct answer is black. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. No. That's the link. Yeah, I put it on screen no. in the chat room. It was a black lady. She quit. The, and oh, the, no. the way you were supposed to be able to figure it out is that she quit her job. Okay. Um, now everybody knows how I feel about, <laughs> about trees here. Um, uh, I, I'm one of the people that, you know, a lot of people that keep bringing up Michael Vick and the dogs and stuff. And it's years later, he went to prison, but I always bring up tree crimes because nobody cares about the trees and I have, I'll be the voice for the trees, but apparently I have been, uh, usurped from my throne. I didn't even know about this video. There are some people in North Carolina that go out in the woods and like cry for the trees. I had cry. no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll play some video of them crying for the trees. Uh, I thought it was amazing. Deep in the woods of North Carolina, an extremist eco group called Earth First bewails the violation of American nature. I want to mourn the loss of all the old growth trees I've seen. Oh my God. And tell them that we love them. 
think we are deeply hurting in America. I think we are deeply craving answers. I think that we've lost our identity as we have evolved into technology and into industrialized society. Bring me to this cathedral. Bring me to those guys. Bring me to this rock that has wow. the most incredible life. That makes me feel alive. I've looked at clear cuts and burnt forest and I've felt outraged, but I didn't scream and I didn't cry. And I need to. Uh, by the way, they're oh. talking to a tree stomp, for the record, for those oh, who want to know. playing Guess the Race? Yeah, of course, Guess the Race. Obviously, Victor. Uh, what, race, <laughs> what race do you think the uh, the people crying over the tree are? <laughs> oh, my God. I was so wrong last time, but I'm saying white again. Because, you know, my, my vision of black people are not black people who have drank the white Kool-Aid. Because sometimes people... I, I can't I can't imagine black people going out and crying for trees like that because they got other shit to do. That's, Don't you have other shit to do? <laughs> yeah, I do. There's like ten people in the group, by the way, and I'm, this is the same race for all of them, by the way. So let's check the chat room. It's got to be white people. There's ten people in the group. It's got to be <laughs> double. You rank. can't find ten black people. We're all gonna go. Go out and scream for tree. You know what? Even if they wanted to do it, their families would be like, "Hell no! <laughs> We're not screaming for trees <laughs> on television." What are you doing this weekend? Tree screaming? You need to come uh, with us, man. Do some tree that's, screaming. That's, that's a new thing. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. no, this is this is black people. Oh my god! All right, let's see. The chat room says double rainbow white. Um, Thank God. She's like that dude who li- lived with the grizzly bears but end up getting eaten. Oh, white as the paste they ate at grade school. <laughs> uh, they cry for cheese too because white people love cheese. Oh, they're so white I can't even come up with a funny or creative way to describe it. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, she'll cry for a tree but curse her mom out. Oh, um, superstar white. Uh, dog kisser. If they were black, they would try to smoke the trees. Oh, um, you can scream for the blood of Jesus if you black too. Um, let's see, traumatized wicked white, semen white, single white females. Um, the correct answer is white. Uh, nobody. Thank gets God. Oh my God. That would have completely think- set everybody back. If, I would have. Uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't go on. I couldn't make any more decisions in my life. <laughs> I couldn't trust myself. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> damp. We're all black people. Oh, it's damp and dreary in the forest. My weave ain't falling. My hair ain't <laughs> flopping out there in a the rainforest. You kidding me? Uh, here's another guest the race. South Windsor, Connecticut. A Bloomfield man is due in court for, on allegations he stole about ten thousand dollars worth of chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> And other and other meat at the South Windsor company where he worked. Oh, he got the fixings too. Forty-three-year-old Boris Delisser is scheduled to be arraigned on a first-degree larceny charge Thursday in Manchester Superior Court. He was arrested last week in connection with the reported thefts last year at a county at County Distributors, a wholesale meat company out of Route Five. 
police say delisser was caught on uh surveillance video taking products from the warehouse and loading them into a vehicle then they caught they caught you on camera they ain't got me on camera um <laughs> authorities say they later found Delissa stole me on several occasions. Delissa is free after posting ten thousand dollars bail. He couldn't be reached for comment. There's no phone listing for him. It's not clear if he has a lawyer. Guess the race. I think that one's I think that's why. Here's why. Mm. Because I think you you found that article and you're like, Oh, it mentions chicken, everybody's gonna think it's black. <laughs> I think I think it's white. Alright, alright. Um uh, I really do. Let's check Just the chat I think room. it's a trick. Chat room says jungle spook. Oh, pussy, pussy milk. What is that? What is that? What race is that? I don't know. I don't know. That's from that's <laughs> that's from the cat liquor. Maybe he's just talking about what he's into. Uh, Herman Herman Kane boys. Hmm, chicken. Hmm, Connecticut boys. Delissa. That nigga's Dominican. Uh, stole the other meat to throw the cops off the scent. <laughs> black as hell. Newport smoking black. Um, that's pretty black, man. Gorilla, Haitian black, that name sounded French, was tired of eating moose and squirrel white. Dick, dick in my ass, come in it, bitch. Okay, bro, calm down. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, we might have to get cat liquor, uh, out some help or something. Uh, Trinidad James, uh, let me think. Wigger, um, white nigga who would left the other meat alone. Fried chicken black uh yeah all right the correct answer is black man what really yeah mm-hmm. yeah man you should have wow. went with your gut man yeah. guess the race is not about is this what your is whatever your initial thought is you're probably right <laughs> don't try to read me don't try that's not the way to play this no no i, don't, I, don't, I can't go find these articles hoping like i read the articles hoping the same shit you're hoping victor it's just <laughs> It just yes. don't. It just don't normally come out that way. Like, please, please don't let it be a black dude stole a bunch of chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man, niggas stealing chicken. Please come on, <laughs> stealing and chicken in the same fucking thing just setting us all back. All right, here's a, here's the last guest the race uh, for the show. Uh, this is for double the points. Double the points. And Victor's gonna need it. Yeah. A North Carolina high school refused to publish a yearbook picture of a teen mom. And her baby, after the student says she was told the photo would promote teen pregnancy. So she took a school photo for the yearbook, mm-hmm. holding her baby. And they said, no, not going to do it. It's going to make too many of the impressionable teens want to have babies, too. That's stupid. Local- and <laughs> um, you don't get pregnant by looking at a photo. Oh, shit, I'm pregnant, too. It, yeah. it don't it don't work like that. You could always ask to hold her baby in your picture. That's what I would do. And I, that way I can skip the pregnancy in the phone. Why, why do even schools do that? Why don't they just say something smart and just like your baby's not graduating? Why don't we just we just want your picture? Yeah, they should have said that. Yeah, oh, oh, and oh, that would have been acceptable. Or, or either we want all pictures to be unified. You could have just said yes. something that simple. It didn't have, have anything to do with your child. Local media reports say students at Wheatmore High School in Trinity, North Carolina, were asked to pose for their yearbook photo with a prop that represented an accomplishment or interest. Oh, mm. well then. So baby is it's a an prop. accomplishment. <laughs> it is an accomplishment. I've never had a baby come out of my oh. pee hole. Oh, so, so That's how they come out, right? Oh, uh, no. So question. So this mm. wasn't actually her one with her name this is like an additional like the ones you pay extra for no what do you mean oh so this was like her photo with your name lined up 
I, I'm re- let's see graduating student Caitlin Tiller Caitlin Tiller 18 had her picture taken with her son Leland one but she says she was told days before the yearbook was uh before the yearbook was to be sent to the publisher that the photo could not be used she was offered the opportunity to submit a photo without her son if he wasn't going to be in it I didn't want to be in it at all Tiller said Tiller said her mother fought the decision but the yearbook was published without her photo a school board representative later said in a statement to ABC News that only graduating students can be featured in the senior section of the yearbook and express regret that this policy wasn't communicated more clearly that's a better statement yeah yeah, yeah. I like how they found it after they told her that she was uh, promoting teen pregnancy but, but they did tell her to pose with something that represented an accomplishment or interest right they yeah. told her to do that mm-hmm. and so why not her baby? Yeah, I feel like that's a you. I feel like you're a good parent if you feel accomplished and interested in your child. Ain't that the truth? Because so many people are not. Right? There's a lot of people <laughs> who are not interested. I know those at dudes. all. I play ball with them. Tiller's mom says she feels the school was trying to hide the team mom, such as her daughter, who is now attending a community college and also works nearly full time. They should be proud that the students are willing to stay in school and graduate and make something of themselves and not try and hide it. Uh, Karen Morgan told KDSK, guess the race of Caitlin Tiller, 18. I, I hope she's black because I like her. Okay. I hope right. she's black. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. She wanted to be on Team Mom 3, white, hood, wolf, hood, rat, generator. Uh, <laughs> black, white, team others get a TV show. Dumb white girl, who do you think, what? <laughs> that was moving too fast. Sorry, guys. Let me go back up. Dumb white girl, why do you think this is a story black girl would have known better? She's happy she Aww. ain't leave the baby in the garbage at the prom still carrying baby weight white. Oh, miss a court, miss a court day to see Kesha white. Uh, <laughs> Bristol Palin. White. That's a good Aww. callback. That's a good callback. Uh, whiter than Victor. <laughs> oh, Popson. Baby as a prop trailer trash cheddar bitch. Black whiter than Liam Gallagher. Um, <laughs> as white as white as milk used to make her favorite cheese white the color of cum someone people wouldn't just come now a lot of horny people this uh sunday morning uh that privilege overriding shame white 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 she's graduating hitler white oh teen pregnancy not a family value white 16 and pregnant white she would suck Danny Brown's dick at a concert. I don't know. I didn't see the video, so I don't know what race that is, Jay Wiggins. I'm sorry. But if you had a video, send it to me. Um, the correct answer is white. It was a white. Oh. Lady. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. We got to. She was black because I like, I like, I like where, I like where she went and she stayed in school, had a job. <laughs> like, black, please be black. She trying to be something, Lord. <laughs> um. All right, man. Uh, we got uh, the last one uh, is not guess the race, but we hear the blackout tips try to promote sword safety because mm-hmm. uh, there's not enough awareness going on about the amount of swords out there in society mm-hmm. and the ways they're being used. You know, uh, Congress is trying to pass gun laws and gun legislation, but nobody seems to give a fuck about swords. And people are out here getting stabbed and dying from swords every day. Um, for example, Louisville, Kentucky, a man is charged at the police say he was. Wait, hold on. This isn't a sword article. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading now. I was like, wait a minute. He didn't uh, do anything with the sword. Um, Yeah. Uh, let me find my sword article real quick. Uh, Did y'all know that uh, people are doing this new drug? It's like LSD, but it's called N-Bomb. 
Who no, the hell is N Bomb? N Bomb is the new LSD and it's killing people. So oh oh, guess what I found out the other day? Mm-hmm. Did you know what Jungle Juice is? Do you know what Jungle Juice is? The real Jungle Juice is is, is like. You can buy it. It's like it's like juicy juice type shit. No, right? no, no, no. I found this. Isn't that like a, a Kool Aid and vodka or something? You know what? From my understanding and the way it was explained to me, this is for people that party real, real hard. Mm-hmm. They say that you take a bathtub and you line it up. You like take a bathtub. You put plastic in the lining of the tub, and everybody that comes to the party, you put ice in it. Everybody that comes to the party pours their drinks in it. Whatever drink that they bring, they pour all their drinks in it. So it's mixed up with everything that everybody brings. You fill the tub up, and they call it jungle juice. And I was looking like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Mm. Well. <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, you mean you mean dark alcohol and light alcohol and and strong shit and we all mixed up. I was like, no, that no, that, yeah, that, that I don't I don't trust anyone that much. All right, here here it is. Here it is. All right, there's two stories first of all. The first one's not sword rate. Sword I just thought this was funny. Uh Knoxville County judge is being asked to decide whether police improperly coerced a confession from a student shooting suspect with scary tales of prison gang rapes. Uh oh. <laughs> Quote <laughs> This is in the this is in the uh you know the interrogation room. The one of them said, and brother they are going to rape you. Knoxville Police Department. <laughs> Ain't no if, ands, or but about it. I'm just saying, you know. Investigator Traz Terry told 19-year-old Carlos DeWine Campbell Jr. You are not a big man. You cannot fend them off. They will fucking rape you daily. Oh, Lord. Your hands ain't gonna do, ain't gonna do you no good when you got 10 my size coming at you. Campbell, who was slightly built, was later told, uh, they don't come individually. They clicks up. You fresh. So, <laughs> oh, Lord. Did he, did he also tell him your mouth and your butthole look pretty, too? Uh, let's see. It says here that he was so spooked by the graphic depictions of a, his probable fate in prison that he did something he never intended. He stopped lying. So, <laughs> oh, he scared the shit out of him. He was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I was terrified, Campbell said. Defense attorney Bruce Poston is asking uh, Sword to toss out, the, the judge name is Sword, to toss out Campbell's October confession to a series of rela- re- retaliatory drive-by shootings because he uh, says the two investigators crossed the constitutional line in obtaining it. I um, disagree. Yeah. I, that's a, like, he's doing drive-by shootings, and the and dude's like, dude, are you, they'll, they'll be a dick in your booty. He's like, oh, no, I, I won't. <laughs> Well, why didn't you tell me? You didn't tell me that. They didn't tell me that part of it. Why didn't you tell me this before I started killing people? (laughs) That is horrible. They just just said something scary to him and he fucking broke. I thought prison. First of all, he ain't no gangster. (laughs) Number two. Ain't that the truth? He definitely not a gangster. (laughs) I thought prison rape was like freeze tag. I can't just call out. Not it. Um, I don't. I don't. I think that's fine. You should be able to say just crazy shit to people to get them to confess the truth. But why not? Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I think there's a line somewhere and they crossed it telling the 19 year old that he is going to for the rest of his life every day be raped. It's coercion. If that isn't coercion, it's the truth. If that is a coercion, I don't know what is. Um, Assistant District Attorney General Takesha Fitzgerald countered the investigators uh, were simply telling Campbell a reality of life. Mm. She says rape does happen in the penitentiary. 
So, yeah, it does. And probably to a 19-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he looks like the kind. Uh, so he said, uh, she also noted that Campbell did not appear frightened in the video of the interrogation and did not immediately confess after the rape contra- commentary. So he must have waited. He held out even longer. Then he started thinking about those rapes. Um, <laughs> Wardlaw testified he had once tried to mentor Campbell when Wardlaw worked as a school resource officer at Richard Yokely Alternative School and was simply trying to save Campbell from his own ego. When he told the teenager, you ain't going down like a soldier. You going down like a bitch. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> All right about that life, son. I like this shit. I like this technique. Because of I the reality. Because I feel like if you pulled me in for a crime I didn't commit and you start saying I would be raped in prison, I'd be like, right, which is why I'm not confessing to shit because I don't want to go to prison and get raped. That's the point. <laughs> That's the opposite of why I should tell the truth, dummy. Ain't the truth. Uh, so yeah, I can't believe that dude told the truth because that. All right, now, sore ratchetness. A Fostorian man was indicted Thursday on a felonious assault charge for allegedly stabbing another man with a sword last month. Uh-oh. Adam W. Copsey, 27, faces the second degree felony charge for allegedly using a sword to stab Kenneth A. Myers, the third, 28, in the chest during an argument at North County Line Street. Uh, the sword had gone through Myers' left lung, nicked his heart, and punctured his right lung. Oh, Oh, shit. This must be one of those anime swords. How the fuck did he get all that? (laughs) Uh, He was transported to ProMedica Faustorian Community Hospital and later transported to Toledo Hospital. They had to move him to two different hospitals because he got stabbed with a sword, people. I'm telling you, if you have loved ones that own swords, stay out of their way. Stay out of the house. You better. You don't want to watch sports down there. What if you disagree about a player? Next thing you know, you're getting stabbed in the chest and it's getting Ain't one of that. your lungs, your heart, and slot part of your other lung. It's not worth it, guys. Did okay? he surprise him with the sword? How, I, it's hard to get stabbed in the chest with the sword. It's really hard. Like, really, you got to be, like, sleeping. <laughs> I really think people underestimate uh swords and they don't see them as a threat and there's part of you as a logical person that doesn't believe your friend will stab you in the fucking chest with a sword shit i do that's why we don't go see will yeah but as a reasonable person you when when someone has even when they have the sword you're going come on man you you don't stab me with the sword dude really yeah Yeah, i I probably would get stabbed i would i would because i would be like what are you doing with that that's crazy oh my god (laughs) my my (laughs) lungs and my heart (laughs) oh my gosh i lost a limb why am i spraying out blood like a terrible anime right what is wrong with you Mm -mm. all right man you got to cut me make sure you guys go check out victor he's at Victor Varnado dot com. Um he's also on Twitter at Varnado. Um very funny dude, man. Yes he Read is. Read his tweets. Uh tell him all the black people ever that were created in any <laughs> heroic instance that was not uh from the hood or have electrical powers. I'm sure you guys can think of a billion think of them. Think. You guys already are. Uh, matter of fact, take me out of those mentions. Um, <laughs> I was reading that shit this morning like, really? Goddamn, y'all, we get it. It was just a, a comment. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys do that. And, um, of course, go to, uh, shadowdowproductions.com. Check out their audio packs, uh, featuring four audio plays for $2. Um, tomorrow's guest will be, uh, the dark hater from the Haterazzi radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait to catch up with him. And um, I think that's about it. So until next time, love you. You too, baby. Mwah.